0: so if i were to ask you to put crude oil on your face would you do it no because you can't eat that right and yet we do that all the time multiple times a day because 98 percent of the products on the market have petrochemicals in them which is pretty scary one of the thing in ayurveda is that if you cannot eat something you should not be putting inside your body if you cannot and just anything, you cannot put it on your body either, because anything that's not safe to put inside is not safe to put outside either.
1: Welcome to The Better Podcast, where we attempt to rewrite the future of our health. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Farrow, the founder and CEO of Better Health. And with me today is news anchor, television personality, a mama free, and a self-described hypochondriac, Aaron O'Hearn. Aaron is a pretty interesting week in Philadelphia. You got uh, COVID cases are spiking. And what do we got on top of that? A nor'easter. A
2: nor'easter. So it's like we, we have a vaccine and all of a sudden we call in the blizzard. It's been great. Actually, it's not as bad as they initially anticipated. They thought it was going to th- through this morning.
1: Who's the day? The people at your station? <laughs>
2: the people at my station that. <laughs> That are the only people that can do their job right 30% of the time and still be employed.
1: Yeah. This is the first time someone referenced the day when they were the day.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. The meteorologists, the scientists. Um, But it's, you know, it's pretty out. Kids went sledding. We're going sledding again today. They have a snow day. It took me an hour to get home at 11 o'clock last night because the newscast finished late and I had like white
1: knuckles. Well, you are going to love today's guest, because today we're talking to a skincare specialist, Sudhir Shah. And so Mm -hmm. if you've ever wondered if those expensive creams, lotions, and cosmetics might be making you fat, sick, and tired, or even worse, (laughs) causing cancer, this episode will push your inner hypochondriac buttons to the brink.
2: Why would you do this to me? You know I'm a hypochondriac, and I'm going to spend the entire snow day worrying that I'm sick.
1: You're going to be blowing up Amazon all day today. Mm -hmm. We'll give you a, a cure for that as well. So what is your skincare purchase strategy? Meaning like, are you someone that likes to go to the store, check out things, get information, or do you buy from Facebook?
2: So I do a combination of things. I usually, when I make a dermatologist appointment or, you know, those other kind of appointments where they just give you a freshen up, some needles. I usually look at the shelf and see what they have. And it's funny because the way I judge it is I, I am very trusting of the doctor or the physician's assistant or the nurse. So I basically say, you know, what do I need? And the more intense it is, the better. The more it promises to do, the way the bottle looks is very important to me. Like this one, for instance, it's called Body Beauty Lab Sensitive and Hydrate Resurfacing Serum. Anything with resurfacing or serum or retinol repair or younger in the verbiage, I buy. (laughs) Um, And this one is five times retinol. So anything that's over one time, I think the more the better. I never read the ingredients except I like seeing retinol and vitamin C. Those are the two ingredients that are attractive to me. In addition to one I found on a discount site, which I bought, and it's called Stem Cell Age Defying Concentrate. I think it's expired and that's why it was on sale. And I am pretty sure it is nothing but clear Elmer's glue (laughs) because that's what it looks like. Yeah. I don't think there's stem cells in there. I don't think they used a placenta to concoct the serum. I think it's a big hoax. And I bought
1: into it. Well, it's just unbelievable to me how many uh, claims they make. Yeah. So we are going to bring on Sudhir. You know, as fun as we like to have on this, this is a big topic because in my eyes, uh, we think about skincare and in terms of beauty and vanity. But... When you really hear from Sudhir, you're going to see that this is way beyond vanity. This goes to your health. And the way I met Sudir is randomly here in North Carolina. So without further ado, uh, let's introduce Sudhir. He's a Yale University biochemist, a vegan chef turned organic skincare expert. Sudir, say hello. Hello. How are you guys? Great. Good to have you.
2: You know that I went to Cornell, which, which is making me feel really awful right now that you went to Yale because Cornell is the easiest Ivy to get into. Yale is not.
0: Well, Yale was not difficult either.
2: Well, I don't want to share my GPA, but.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's no. another, another segment. Yes. So Sudhir, I will tell you that everything you're about to say today is going to ruin Miss O'Hearn's life. As she knows it, as in terms of skincare and treatment, forever, and then the other way, it's going to totally set her free. So this skincare segment, what she's about to learn, which I already understand, is going to drive her a little bit nuts for a while. But I think ultimately it's going to come to a good place. So, so Sudhir, number one, why skincare? I mean, you're a biochemist. You know what prompted you to start this company and go down this road?
0: I never thought that I would ever do skincare in my life. But when my son developed eczema, I could not find anything in the market that was free of chemicals. Uh, dermatologists kept prescribing steroids, which we all know is not good for you. It thins out your skin, uh, messes with your endocrine system, and yet dermatologists kept using them. So being a scientist, I said, I'm not going to use that on my son. What do I do? Thankfully, I grew up in India with mom who is Ayurvedic practitioner. So I called her and I said, what does Ayurveda has to say about eczema? And she gave me some tips. I created a concoction in my kitchen using Vitamix and it started working. And within six months, eczema was completely gone. So I said, okay, I took that concoction to a couple of dermatologists that I knew and said, you want to test it on your patients? One of them said, sure. And the other one said, you know, we basically started looking at the numbers. They said, how much does it cost? All that. And he said, why don't you develop prescription products so we can make more money on it? Because $20 product off the shelf versus $200 product as a prescription, they make significantly more amount of money. That turned me off. And I said, hell with you guys. I'm
1: going to start my own company. <laughs> That's how the Good whole for company you. started. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, the way I met Sudhir is, you know, I'm always talking about skins from the inside out. Let's get everybody healthy, gut health, brain, you know, you know, I'm a guru that way and I won't ever shut up talking about it. And so I was at a friend's house and we were talking and he said, tell me about your program. And I started telling him and I said, you know, it's all the chemicals, the toxicity, the environment we live in. I said, it's even in the skincare products that people put on your skin. And I think his wife was there and she said, well, what can I use then? And I said, to be honest with you, I just have not found anything that I could fully recommend that didn't have something in it. And I'm also of the idea that there's middle ground here, you know, not not everything we do is gonna be perfect, but I'd never found something that I truly found organic that was, you know, good enough to recommend. That's why I've never recommended it, even though I've I've gotten asked that question over the 15 years, tons and tons of time. And Ruben, your nephew, who happened to be there said, my uncle created one, and I was like, oh, where is he? he? And he's like, he's right here in Apex. And I said, that's like 20 minutes from here. I said, are you kidding me? And he started telling me more about it. And I met Sudhir, and he basically took his product out, and he said, this isn't product. This is food. This is food for your body. And I was like, okay. And then he did the unthinkable errand. He squirted it on his finger. And ate it. And he ate it.
2: Sorry, I, ru- I ruined it. I ruined it.
1: Thanks a lot, Aaron. But Sorry. He hated, it. And I said, and he said, like, do you think you could do that with any other product that your wife or family members have on their shelves? That's crazy. So what, what happened was I've watched him do this. He's so dedicated to just amazing products. People love it. We've been uh, recommending the shampoo. I use the shampoo. I don't use conditioner, but there's a conditioner as well. And it's just made from such natural products that you just you feel like you're lavishing your body and nourishing your body versus putting a chemical on. So, Sudhir, so to, to that end, talk about how you can eat your product and how that, how that happens.
2: And also, Sudhir, sorry, Dr. Farrow, but people forget that skin is your largest organ, right? Exactly. And yep. so you wouldn't, if you think of your skin as an organ as opposed to just your physical appearance, then your mindset might change.
0: You said it perfectly. So if I were to ask you to put crude oil on your face, would you do it? No, because you can't eat that, right? And yet we do that all the time, multiple times a day, because 98% of the products on the market have petrochemicals in them, which is pretty scary, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things in Ayurveda is that if you cannot eat something, you should not be putting inside your body. If you cannot ingest anything, you cannot put it on your body either. Because anything that's not safe to put inside is not safe to put outside either. So
2: That's really bad news for me.
0: Well, there are a lot of bad
1: news. But <laughs> I knew it. This is gonna blow her whole world up.
2: <laughs> I don't wanna I I feel like I wanna crawl my bed and not come out <laughs> for a few days. Do you I, even
0: want to hear it?
2: <laughs> I don't even so, I, no, not really. Yes. Sorry, I do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll get over right. it. I'll just have a drink um, later
0: so that's that's the whole idea so most most important part is you want to nourish the whole idea about ayurveda which is over 5000 year old system of health and wellness in india right and if you see most of the indians have pretty good skin so if you compare that you can see okay what's the difference and what makes that difference so most important part here in ayurveda is balancing creating balance not only within your body, as many of the ingestibles do, but also on your skin, because as you said, skin is the largest organ. The other thing that most people don't understand, and uh, in terms of food, most people are realizing that probiotics or your gut microbiome is very important, and to support that is very important. Same way, skin has a microbiome, and you want to make sure that you're supporting that microbiome, because that's your first defense mechanism; it can prevent bacteria, viruses, yeast, fungus from entering your body through having a good skin microbiome. So you want to have skincare that
1: protects it and enhances it rather than using chemical-based system that completely destroys it. So in that way, you know, some people might not understand what microbiome is. So your body has. 10 trillion cells in it has 300, 400 trillion natural bacteria and viruses living inside and on your skin. Some people forget about the microbiome in your skin. And if we are putting petrochemicals and other things, we could be killing off those microbes that are being beneficial. Same way if we're taking antibiotics or chemicals internally, we're killing off those microbes. Nowadays, when we're worried about things like flu and COVID, what we're saying is we're actually depressing our abilities to fight this off from getting into our body by hurting our skin microbiome. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. That's
0: exactly what I would mention. And we
1: forget that
0: for every cell in our body, we have 10 times more microbiomes, right? More bacteria. So when you go to a restaurant, when they ask you, okay, how many in your party? And you can say, well, 10 billion, but one table will do. <laughs>
1: that's, <a>
2: little, <laughs> that's
0: good. That's good.
2: It's a very good analogy. Can I ask a quick question about, yes. so where did the idea, because you were talking about the system in India and it's been being used for 500 years. Where did the idea of, of, sorry, sorry, sorry. Jeez. Listen, I worked really late. Where did the idea of it being okay to use chemicals and harsh substances on your skin? Like, what, what was the idea? Was it just that, no, it doesn't
0: matter? So 50s notion, uh, if you see that chemical has solution for everything, right? That we had chemicals for everything, for agriculture, for pesticides, for household things. There was a chemical that was helpful. And yes, it did make, a, make sense. The other part was, let's take the compounds that are helpful in nature and synthetically mass produce it. The problem is when you use synthetic products, the bioavailability is very different. Nature, the way nature has created, it has created balance over millions and millions of uh, years of evolution. So when you take something off nature and then synthetically mass produce, you are disturbing that balance. And I'll give you one simple example: that for acne, you use salicylic acid in all acne products on the shelf you'll have salicylic acid or benzoyl peroxide. So salicylic acid does work in preventing acne, but it's cytotoxin. So it's going to affect your other cells as well. It makes your skin uh, sun sensitive and it has all other issues. However, if you use willow bark, which is high in salicind, which is a precursor to salicylic acid, it gives you same effect, but there is no side effect, Mm -hmm. right? as effective for fighting acne without any side effects. Same thing can be applied to anti-aging products. So retinol, for instance. Uh Retinol works. However, uh, retinol is nothing but synthetic version of vitamin A. Now, vitamin A is great. You need it. But why not use carotenoids, which is plant version of vitamin A, and then allow your body to convert that carotenoids into retinoids. The safest way of using it.
2: So do you think that there's a natural, a holistic version or substitute for every major chemical that's on the market right now that is geared towards anti-aging? Because, and the reason I say anti-aging as opposed to referencing acne is because the anti-aging business and beauty business is so huge. I mean, it's a billion dollar industry. Because here's what immediately comes to my mind, except the fact that I probably have cancer. What can I do to replace all these products in my medicine cabinet? Because the fact is, is I really don't want to look old, and it sometimes it's a little bit of a toss up. Like, do I risk maybe not living as long and look good for all those years, or do I live really long and look my age? <laughs>
1: Aaron, Aaron, time out. Aaron, time out. One thing right. I didn't tell you about Sudhir is he's 172 years old. <laughs> okay. L- look at him.
2: Well, you don't look a day okay. over 45.
1: <laughs> it, what we want everyone to really understand here, skin is from the inside out and what you put on it that it absorbs and use it. Your body knows how to produce all the chemicals in that shelf 10 times over if it's given the right building blocks to do so. Right. Uh, and so that's really the point is that you may think you ha- you've been conditioned to think that it's coming from the outside. So it must be topical to make this work but how are you replenishing the cells in your digestive system right now? Or when you get a cut on your skin, how is it repairing? Is that because you put a chemical or is your body doing that from the inside out? And so when you shift your thinking into thinking, I'm nourishing vital organs so the organs can do their job and they have anti-aging properties already inside the body that know how to do this. We're constantly shedding out, killing off cancer cells and toxic cells. It's about giving you fueling and feeding your body versus doing a treatment to it. And that is the fine okay. difference here.
2: I understand. So, so. W-
1: one other thing here, you told me this one time, and it was really interesting to me because when we're actually going through the, the protocol where we're helping people restore their gut health internally, a lot of times they ask for a substitute to sweeten things. And so I'm always like, well, I'd rather use organic honey or or just some natural sweetener. And people have shifted to using Stevia. It's been a big, mm-hmm. huge issue. And Sudhir told me, he said, are your people using the powdered form or the liquid form? And I said, You know, I don't think I've ever made a distinction. I said it was okay to use sparingly. And, and Sudhir, I'll let you speak to this. Uh, tell us what the difference between, because this is a lot of people using stevia. What's the difference between the powdered form of stevia and the liquid form? And why did you recommend to me and my, my clients that they should use liquid?
0: Goodness. So liquid is what is derived right from plant. Then you can take that and you can process it and turn it into powder form. In the process, We are using chemicals again. Mm -hmm. So, the whole idea of converting what is naturally available by processing it using different chemicals so that it can be stabilized or it can be, you can have longer shelf life or you can make it white to
2: make it look like sugar too. Yeah. Right.
0: You are affecting the bioavailability of that plant. So, Anything you can find as natural as possible, you want to use it that way, uh, rather than getting it processed and then disturbing the bioavailability.
1: And as a follow-up to that, they have recently found, there's a study that stevia has not disrupted the microbiome, but that may be responsible for altering signals of the microbiome to the brain. I'm not saying it's bad or good, but they are looking at this. Studio, do you have any experience with this? So altering the expression of microbiomes, right? So
0: anytime you get craving, it's not you who are craving, it's your microbiome right. that's craving. Those bacteria are saying, okay, I need that. And then you provide that to those microbiome bacteria. So by disturbing your microbiome and having different types of bacteria, you're going to crave for wrong items, right? You're going to crave for sugar more by feeding those microbiomes rather than the healthier microbiomes. Mm
1: -hmm. And we had a woman on the, so I do my live Tuesday night call and a woman got on the phone. She said, I'm sitting here on your call, listening. My husband's eating a bowl of ice cream and I'm eating blueberries. And if this was four weeks ago, that would have been killing me. But she's like, now I can sit here with no problem and eat and feel good and, and actually want these blueberries more than I want that bowl of ice cream because we took her through that reintroduction process and then her microbiome's getting better. So the cravings stop. Um, and I know we're, we're mixing these two topics, but to me, it's the same that the food and, and the products you've created to me, again, they're not products. They're just a, a recipe. You know, what you've created is a recipe of food in a bottle. It's a topical food. Yeah. A topical food. And, and now let's speak to this. Products have to be airtight with your products. Could you just read off the label of the product you have in your hand, Aaron?
2: Yes. Okay. Um, I can't pronounce most of the things.
1: <laughs> By design.
2: Yes. Uh, Cyclopentazsilazine.
1: That's the first item?
2: Yes.
0: What is the fir- Okay.
2: By the way, I did stop using this, which I have a question about, and I'll tell you, you why. Um, Caprolil. Methicone, dimethicone, cross polymer. Silicone, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. PEG twelve, which I hear is better than PEG thirteen.
0: So again, that's a, that's a petrochemical.
2: Okay. Dimethicone, PPG twenty, cross polymer, which is listed again. Dimethicone, which is it listed again? Caffeine, mm-hmm. which is why I wasn't getting sleep when I was using this. Camilla Sinensis green tea, mm-hmm. polyphenols. Um, retinol, sodium, hyaluronate, hyaluronic, okay. hyaluronic, uh, mm-hmm. polysorbate 20, and cyclomethicone again.
0: So it's basically lots of synthetic compound, petrochemicals, anything that's PEG, you want to mm-hmm. avoid all PEG compounds.
2: Why is that?
0: It's polyethylene glycol that comes from crude oil.
1: Would you want to put Stop that it. crude oil on your face? No. This is why we call it quacks and hypochondriacs, because I'm making more hypochondriacs. That's this really is not, this is not quackery. What's quackery is the crap you put in your face. It is. S- Sudhir, the number one ingredient in most of these products is water. Is that right? Correct.
0: Right. Usually the first ingredient in most product is water.
1: And and they hide it with fancy fancy terms like aqua, right? Sometimes they'll <laughs> right. eat yeah. they do, Aaron. It will yeah. say like AC. No, I
2: understand. <laughs>
1: So, tell them why when you put a product and you actually have to add water to it. What else do you have to do to to keep it preserved?
0: So, anytime you have water, what grows in water? Bacteria. And anytime you have water-based product, you have to have uh, strong preservatives so that bacteria don't grow. And that's why you have all kinds of preservatives, parabens. You, all of you, have must have known about right
2: yeah
1: these days you hear that please avoid parabens tell us about parabens please so we can really get aaron's mind uh, in a tizzy
0: why are you doing this to me
1: this is what my podcast is about So
0: parabens have been proven have been shown to be carcinogenic uh in women with breast cancer they have found parabens in their uh cancer cells and in their uh, tissues so it has been known for many years however over 90% of the products still can continue using parabens in them because it's cheap. The cheapest preservative for skincare is parabens. Now that most people have realized that parabens are not good, companies have come up with an alternative which is the cousin of paraben which is called phenoxyethanol. That's also another petrochemical. What they do is take phenol which is a oxidized uh, hydrolyzed benzyl compound and combine with uh, ethylene oxide. So you got phenoxyethanol, but it's basically a petroleum product.
1: Would you take the product that you uh, had in your hand and just read off the ingredients to everybody? Just tell us what it is because we can't say. Just tell us what what product of yours you're holding and just read off the ingredients. So
0: I have this this wrinkle repair eye gel, one of the anti-aging products that we have. So first ingredient is aloe vera. So why aloe vera? Because lignin in aloe vera is a great substance that is absorbed literally uh, within seconds at the hypodermal region. And then we select other ingredients that dissolve in lignin. So they are also carried down at the hypodermal region. So the product starts working from inside out. So that's aloe vera, then you have cocum butter. So cocum is a man- mangosteen type of substance uh, that grows in India. The butter from that is very highly emollient and it also assists in collagen buildup. Then you have vitamin C. Now, our vitamin C comes from acerola cherries, 100% natural, not uh, the synthetic version of vitamin C. Then vegetable glycerin, argan oil, jojoba oil, citrus fiber, cucumber, plant-derived peptides, chamomile, licorice, fungus polysaccharide, lavender essential oil, and vitamin
1: E. And that's it. Now, when you press it out, it must have this beautiful red color, right? Well, it's it's uh, off-white or brown, but it's never
0: white. Anything that's white is chemically processed. What? plants, plants and herbs
1: are not naturally white. So if it is white, it's been processed. So are you trying to say to me that if it's <sighs> black, blue, p- pink, red, or white, you should throw it out tonight? Exactly. If it
0: is green, brown, beige, Anything that's natural, without process, uh, without any processing, is what you want.
2: So this is cream, a cream
0: color. So cream color could be fine. Again, no, but it has all the terrible chemicals in it. It has chemicals in it, and that cream color, what you just showed, is mostly yellow. And this product also has vitamin C in it, right? You said yes, it does. Okay. So, and it seemed to have ascorbic acid as vitamin C. Which is very unstable molecule, oxidizes quickly. And once it's oxidizes, it becomes yellow. Okay. And that's where the yellow is
1: from. Okay. Because it's oxidized now. So well, my unstable co-host is having unstable vitamin C. This is this is not very good. But,
2: I understand. <laughs> I'm in a slight depression. So let me ask a question because it's not uh, well, I have a lot of questions. Um <laughs> So should, but this doesn't work unless you're nourishing your body, what you're ingesting too. So you can't drink Diet Coke and eat bacon every morning and put plants and herbs on your face and expect to be okay. Like this is a combination. It's This is everything together,
0: correct? You got it right. Yes. It always starts from your gut, right? Right. What you ingest is... As important as what you put on your skin. However, as you feed your body, you need to feed your skin as well. And that's why I would recommend some sort of skincare regimen that is healthy. And what
2: about, and I don't think I'm giving away any big secret, but what about the anti-aging procedures that plastic surgeons do with injections and filler and Botox and all that stuff. So we've become a uh, population of jokers, joker looking people.
0: Right. So let's, let's talk about Botox. That's nothing but poison.
2: Yes, I know.
0: Injected so that <laughs> the nerves, your nerves, they become numb. And so when you smile, you don't have all those wrinkles showing because your nerves don't work anymore. So you have a fake smile.
2: Are you and talking if that's about what me? You
0: want?
2: No, no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's just I don't. I don't want any of it. But I also don't want to look old. So what about? Okay. So here's another. Here's another um, question. A lot of people have like there has been a move away from fillers, and I'm talking about this because I, I understand skincare. But you can have all the natural skincare you want. But there are so many people looking to reverse or stall the aging process and they go for injections as opposed to surgery, because number one, it's less scary, I think. And number two, Mm -hmm. it's less expensive, although it's really not if you look at the cumulative amount that you spend. But now there is a move towards taking your own cells, fat cells, and injecting them in different parts of your body. So if you took fat cells from your stomach or the back of your arms and then put them in like your tear troughs, what is that, I mean, is that where we're moving to or is that just as disruptive for your body?
0: I I would answer it in two different ways. Number one is, is it helpful to some degree? And anytime you inject fat cells, what you're doing is basically adding more fat, so less wrinkles show up. So that's one aspect. But on the other hand, you don't need to do any of it if you are just cleaning your skin properly and using a good moisturizer. Too simple process would do. And then occasionally you can use some vitamin uh, C serum, which has been very effective, but make sure that it's natural. vitamin Natural, C.
2: right. I will tell you the reason I stopped using this and I don't pay enough attention to the ingredients in the skincare I use, but the reason I stopped using everything for a while and just used a gentle cleanser, which now I don't even know. I've got to go look and see what's on the back of it that's making me die, but is because I started getting perioral dermatitis. I will tell you that the dermatologist first started me on a topical, two topical creams that I knew that had steroids in them. And then I was on an antibiotic. I will tell you that before all this, they told me it was probably the skincare. It was either the skincare or fluoride. So I stopped using fluoride, and I and they said, "Well, it's you know it's a it's a bacteria," which goes back to your point that you're putting bacteria on your face when you use the skin products, um, or it's an allergic reaction. So anyway, it, obviously the antibiotic helped, but I don't want to keep going on antibiotics, so I stopped using all this. And I'm, I guess my question is, what can I do in the future if that comes back? I've tried honey, like raw honey, which really helps the inflammation. Like I just applied it onto my skin.
1: Aaron, before sudhir your answers, I want you to answer your own question. We have just stated on this call that there's a microbiome on your body, in your body and on your skin that prepares you to fight off other viruses and bacteria. It's part of your immune system. And anytime you use cosmetics that have tons of chemicals in them water, you are destroying that microbiome and basically lowering your defenses. So is it plausible from that skincare routine you've been doing has actually lowered your immunity? And that's why you had the inflammation, not again, looking for what do I do to keep that away? What you do to keep that away is keep your skin healthy by feeding it properly rather than what treatment am I going to use to keep that away? Yeah, I think you said it correctly that uh, that's the most important part that you want to support
0: your microbiome and that's why any skincare that you use you want to make sure that it's not going to destroy number one if it happens again stop using any chemical based product first i think that's the first thing your body will over time recover but you can speed it up the recovery by using for instance aloe vera right would reduce inflammation and gets absorbed deep down and keeps your skin healthier Simple aloe vera juice would help also, but if you have a good skincare
1: products, that would help too. And, and by the way, you're going to be able to get his skincare products at BetterHealth.com?
2: Great, because I'm ordering them today.
1: Yeah, you, we'll, we'll you'll be able to get them, but I do have a question about aloe vera. Are all aloe veras equal? No. Okay. Explain, no. To, explain to us that.
0: So, so there, are, there are multiple varieties of aloe vera and they have all kinds of... Any plant has multiple different types of so-called chemicals, right? Naturally occurring chemicals in them. So again, you can't take any plant and eat it because they can be poisonous. Same way, there are multiple types of aloe vera that may have some ingredients in them that may not support your natural microbiome or your skin's pH balance. So you want to make sure that you have the right kind. So basically aloe vera, that we use is the one that has been tested and has been used for many, many years.
1: Got it. And then um, a basic skin routine. So you're telling any, any man, woman, or child alive, what is a basic good skincare nourishment that you should do every night? What would be that skincare routine? If you want to keep it simple, just cleaning and moisturizing. Those are the two things you must do every day.
0: Uh, And then you may add a treatment here and there, like, either vitamins or some sort of uh, supporting treatment, for anti-aging treatment, where you're using herbs to enhance collagen production, increase fibroblast production, so skin becomes healthier.
1: And then the other topic, uh, because of COVID, everyone's getting masky, right? Wearing these masks and it, it, it's caring So I'd love to see if you have any Tips: Is there any topical thing we could do to kind of protect that area? I know drinking water and inside out, but is there anything you can speak to that we can do from a product perspective to help that? Yeah, definitely uh, using good moisturizer.
0: That certainly would help. And anytime you have opportunity, remove
1: the mask and let your skin breathe. Got it. Well, we super appreciate you uh, spending your time with us today. And Aaron, did you want to? Did you?
2: I know it was. It's it's not really a question. It's an additional thank you because I have a daughter who is approaching. Like she's a tween, so she's quickly approaching her teen years, and she started asking me about uh, skincare regimens because you know she's starting to get some blackheads and and acne, and I feel so much more informed now knowing how to explain it to her and what she should look for and feel okay about giving her certain products because right now the only thing i'm looking for is organic 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 right just or all natural and i think you have to look further than that and be yes. more investigative and inquisitive especially when it comes to your kids and if i can instill this in her now then she won't be a hypochondriac like me and start thinking about all the products that she's used over the last 25 years and how they are going to affect her in a detrimental way. So I do think this is important for all of us to sort of prepare the next generation. So they're not in this situation where, you know, they're, they're wasting a lot of money. They're sacrificing, the quality of their skin or, you know, what their skin's going to look like tomorrow or how their body's going to react. So thank
1: you. He's farm to face. Every time you're shopping, picture him just dropping down on a noah like a little crazy skincare Yoda. Yes. And he'll just say, "Aaron, it says organic, but does it but start with water? No, thank you. Is it have a color? No, thank you. And you, you put it down.
2: We just need a little, like a uh, hologram of you just to carry around or if- I
1: hear him. I hear him speaking to me when I go to grab something. Studio, <laughs> thank you so much.
2: Yeah, uh, it was so informative.
1: Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay, so Aaron, what did you learn today?
2: So today I learned that I have not been doing the right thing and that I have let vanity and marketing pressure convince me to spend money on things that I would not ingest or I would not give my children. So I shouldn't give them to myself. And then I need to rethink how you nourish your skin. And it does truly need to be from the inside out and not what you put on top.
1: That's going to make the difference. Absolutely. And I want to leave everybody with the conception that think of when you're putting a skincare routine that you are helping your body's defenses, right? You're fueling it because this is the COVID time. And, you know, we all have being touched by this. We're losing loved ones and family members. Our biggest offense is going to be our defense, how defensive we are in this time in life. And so even more now than ever, look at what you're putting on your skin, realize that those chemicals actually just drying it out, making it worse. Almost like you said, when they had to take the arsenic, they had to keep taking it. That's very similar to the products you're taking. You keep having to go over.
2: It's like a skin addiction.
1: Totally. And n- now what I want you to be addicted to is aloe vera and the, and the good, healthy products that actually fuel your immunity and fuel your gut-brain connection so you can have less anxiety, depression, and more energy. We all need it right now. The idea of giving the skinny on skin topic was not so much how to look better and feel better. And, and from that spot of it, it was mo- really about overall health. And when you're overall healthy, your skin naturally is going to glow. Thanks for listening, everyone, to The Better Podcast, brought to you by BetterHealth.com. For episodes, be sure to subscribe to this feed on the podcast app you're using right now. This episode was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Dr. Bill Farah, and we'll see you again on The Better Podcast. Hey there, listeners. Did you know we not only have an award-winning podcast, but we have an amazing blog to go with it? If you go over to BETRHealth.com and click on the blog button, you'll have access to recipes, member stories, food is medicine tips, and so much more. That's BETRHealth.com slash blog.